What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Kicks and Giggles podcast. Oh, fuck. I didn't do the ad. This episode is brought to you by Jerry's Turkey. Jerry's got a fucking great thing going on, and let me tell you guys about it. Jerry's Turkey is so just so sweet, and it's so good that when you taste this fucking meat, you're going to be so... It's going to really get you in the chest... And it's going to show you that you should be thankful for your family and for friends. And when you just, the way that he makes the turkey is so good and it just tastes so much, so much goodness. And when you bite it and you know in the back of your mind that I don't care about, I don't care about the fight we just had, mom. We got Jerry's turkey here. You don't have to get mad at me. And it just is so good. Um... And you could buy it at Whole Foods has a great amount of them. And it's just so good. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Kicks and Giggles podcast. I'm Angelo. I'm the host. And if you haven't fucking figured that out by episode 30, then you're, you are lost. Um, I'm recording this on my phone. So I don't have a phone to like text and like play, not text. I don't have a phone to like look at notes or play audio. So I had to fucking write my notes down on a piece of paper like the good, like the good old days. Like the good old days in the 80s when they had podcasts and they would write their notes down on their phones. That's what I'm doing. Um, or on their, just, you get it. Um, it feels good to be back, dude. I fucking, the past three weeks I didn't record because I had pre-recorded these episodes that I did. Uh, you know, my guest shows with J.D. Witherspoon and Don DePetta and Pootie. I did all those when I was in L.A. and they were like within a week. So I didn't know if I was going to post two a week or if I was just going to fucking take a little break. And I was like, you know what, maybe I'll take a break. Because at the end of the day, doing this podcast, it's like, it's just material. It's a comedy podcast. And of course, there's some shoes that I talk about. But it's like... A lot of the shit that I'm saying, I could easily write down the really funny bits and then take that on stage and go do stand-up. So there is something to be said for like, how fucking much can I come up with? When do I empty my goddamn brain out? You know what I mean? So, um, and I know what the fuck am I wearing for all you visual. I know. I'm going to get to that later. But... Yeah, it's like recording the episodes and then taking a break. It actually felt good because now I have like three weeks worth of shit that I could talk about. And uh, I don't know. It just kind of gave me a good refresh of the fucking mind. So hopefully when I go to New York within the next couple months, I'm going to get a few more episodes and I'll probably do the same thing. Post them every Sunday and just keep it one episode a week and then take a little break from the solos. And I think you guys are cool with that. So anyways, let's talk about uh, before I get into the topics of the day, which I'm going to be talking about, you know, LA, how my trip went. I had a really, really shitty experience out there with the podcast. I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about where I'm fucking headed when it comes to moving because LA, this trip was fucking bizarre. Uh, <laughs> we'll get into that. Let's start off with the questions of the, of the fucking day. Also, some of these questions are, or one of these questions is kind of outdated, obviously, because I haven't recorded in three weeks. But we got to answer them all because there's not that fucking many of them left. So ah underscore no kids asks, are you going to vote in the midterm elections? Do all the ads affect people your age? 
Um, okay, here's the answer. What I would have said three weeks ago is, no, I'm not going to vote. I don't give a fuck. You know, I've been really focused on, you know, my life, my career. I didn't go to college, so I'm kind of figuring it the fuck out on my own. Um, I'm trying to, like, focus on myself. And on the way, I'm trying to, you know, maybe find a little bit of love slash have some good sex going on. Um, and I'm also trying to build connections with people and get my name out there and keep my business going. So I'm worried about a lot of me right now. And I'm not really, I don't give a fuck about the rest. But, uh, you know, my friend Dan Levy grilled the fuck out of me. And he was like, dude, how could you not vote? Like, just, I don't know. Every, that whole day, whatever the day was that everybody did vote, I saw people posting pictures with their stickers. And I was kind of like, dude, fucking... I want a, I want a fucking sticker, dude. Like, why don't I get one, you know? And then it's like, because you didn't vote, you piece of shit. But also, I didn't want to make an uneducated vote because I'm the type of guy that would literally walk in the voting room, whatever the fuck it works. I would literally walk in and be like, okay, fucking JD Pritzker, cool. Throw it in and just vote and throw it away. I didn't want to be that guy because what, then what are you doing? You're not making a vote. You're just like, I don't know. I just felt like a piece of shit doing that. So I figured I'm not going to vote at all. But next year, I definitely want to vote. Now, here's the next the next question is, do all the ads affect people your age? They do in a negative way. All fucking, every time I want to sit down and just relax and watch a show, like the past couple weeks, I would, it would just pop up and it would be like fucking JD, what is his name? JB, JD Pritzker, whoever that guy is. It would be like his ad and he'd be like, I'm going to legalize marijuana for the whole state of Illinois and some fucking stupid shit that he would talk about. And then the next ad would be fucking Sally B and she would say, you know, fuck J.D. Pritzker and he's a fucking stroke job and she would name all the gun control and he doesn't do this and he fucked up and he tries to sleep with my friends. You know what I mean? She would just grill him. And it reminded me of like when I was in high school and there would be a rumor about me that like, dude, Ange fucking, I don't know, whatever the rumor would be. Ange wears skinny jeans and he's, and he's fucking, and he's gay uh, then I would have to be like, no, I'm not. You fucking, you like stupid food. You know what I mean? I would really, it would kind of be like that. And I would spread a rumor about him. And then it's like a fight. That's how I feel like politics are because we're not actually going to fight. We're just like talking shit and like playing, like who could believe what about who, you know what I mean? And she has a fucking foot fetish. Everybody would make fun of me for that. And then I would come out and be like, well, this kid fucking grabbed my ass and he fucking, he, he's so stupid, you know? And then I don't know. It's just like, it's like a cult. I think what the ad should be is the ad should be like this. They should, instead of showing like videos of JD Pritzker and this girl and that guy, they should just show the House of Representatives, whatever the fucking Senate, House, whatever that is, they should show how many old fucking white men there are in that house. And then they should make a, like a, I don't know, a make-believe commercial that has like people of color and Mexicans and Asians and just fucking 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds, 19-year-olds. They should throw everyone in like this room and then say like, this is how it should be. Because even though I don't really understand politics a lot, I think it's really fucked up 
that like a lot of the people that are making like big decisions for us are all old fucking white men, dude. So that's what would like what would motivate me to get up and vote would be like them showing me how fucking like dumb that is that there's so many old men. You know what I mean? But obviously they're not going to do that. I don't know. So I clearly don't fucking really know what I'm saying, but I kind of do. And you could hopefully understand what I'm saying a little bit. Anyways, uh, the next topic is if, or the next question is, if you could have any celebrity on your show, who would it be? Any celebrity at all. I would probably have Ellen DeGeneres. I've been a fucking huge fan of Ellen forever. Ellen or Gary Vaynerchuk, actually, one of the two, which I know we just, me and Pootie just talked about Gary V and kind of roasted him. But I am genuinely, like, those are two of the people that fucking influence me so much um, in just my life in general. And I think me and Ellen would be very fun. I'd get to ask her a lot of questions, and she would help me, like, get some milestone fucking help. Um, The next question is from me, because I want to ask myself my own question. What did you learn from having guests on the show? And this is a great question to ask myself because it's an easy segue into me talking about my L.A. trip. And let me so let me start off by saying this. First of all, yes, I got my nails painted for all you guys that are looking at the visual and thinking, are his fucking nails black? Yeah, this is I did this when I was out there. Um, and I'm going to get to that. I don't really need to explain that. You guys already fucking know why I did it. Um, but what did I learn? Okay, let me talk to you guys. Let's get fucking real here. I had... I don't know what I'm doing with this fucking shirt, by the way. It's like a turtleneck, but it's my, I'm trying to put my chain over it, and I look like fucking Run DMC when they or that one whatever rap group when they would fucking put their Adidas jackets all the way up and have the big chains over. I don't know. Maybe I should do under then. Is this better? This is what you wear when you go to a fucking Thanksgiving dinner, and you just this is what you wear, okay? And this is like a cool brand. It's Fear of God. I thought it was going to be dope. And I end up looking like fucking my mom dressed me up for uh, for school photos. But anyways, um, okay. In LA, a lot of this happens often. When I go down there, and it happens anywhere. Whenever I'm going to go somewhere and I have shit set up with a lot of celebrities, like there's always something that fucking goes wrong because it's like, it's God's way of saying you don't fucking get, you know, it's not that easy, pal. It's not that fucking easy. And am I a believer in God? We don't really know. But if there is one, he would be saying, it ain't that fucking easy, buddy. You gotta, you're only going to get one third of what you want right now. So here's a fucking curveball, And then I get screwed over with half of the shit that I plan to do. What I mean is, I had planned, I mean, I really got a lot, like every episode that I really wanted to do, I got done, you know, and I'm very, very happy with the outcome of my trip. I f- learned a fuckload. Um, I had a little bit of, you know, meditation time and let me just walk you through it. Okay. The first day I got to LA, I was, uh, I was just fucking tired and I was super beat and I was just excited to get there. But I like a lot of the, I was very stressed out because my Airbnb guy like canceled on me half of the days. So I literally didn't even fucking know where I was sleeping for three nights out of the 10. So I was like trying to figure that out, calling different Airbnb people. And I was sleeping, <clears throat> I was sleeping in um, Don DePetta's fucking living room with my um, camera guy, Carter, which thank you, Carter, by the way, I fucking love you for all the help you've done with me over this past three weeks, four weeks. Um, 
and we had to sleep in his living room. So I don't really know, I didn't really know Don like that. And obviously now afterwards, I fucking love him and he's like a great friend of mine. But at the time, it's like we've only really met one time. And even though we get along great, I don't really know him. So it's like I wouldn't feel comfortable sleeping in fucking anyone's house in the living room, honestly. I don't sleep in my own fucking living room. That's why I have a bedroom. You know, so it's like everyone likes their privacy. I didn't really have that the first night. So it was a little bit uncomfortable. I was trying to get the hang of it. But he ended up being great. He fucking fed us like this. Fed us? Is that how you say it? Fed us? He gave us food that was like, I don't know what it was called. Susie's Cakes or something like that. Lily Lily Cakes. And we ate all of his fucking cake and all of his food in his fridge. And it was really great. And his girlfriend, Nikki, was awesome. He had a guest staying in his house also, and he was great. And it was, like, very fun. And uh, it reminded me that, th- like, that part alone reminded me that, like, making friends and being open to talking to new people is, like, good. And sometimes I feel like I have this emo fucking part of my mind that's, like, I just don't want to talk to anyone. I want to focus in on my own fucking work, and that's it. And, like, I don't want to fucking talk to Johnny or fucking Riley, or fucking Jared, like, all my friends, like, I literally have moments, this is maybe me coming out as a fucking psychopath, I have moments where I don't want to literally talk to anyone, like, besides my family, my family I always want to talk to, but I just go through, like, a week or two, or a month sometimes, where, like, I won't answer my friends, I'll fucking, like, and my friends know this, um, so shout out to you guys, But you guys know that sometimes I have a tendency of just like, fuck you, I'm doing my own thing this month, and that's it. And that's shitty of me to do. And being in L.A. made me realize, like, you shouldn't be like that. And being with my friend Carter this whole trip, like, it was basically like living with someone for 10 days. I always think that I want to live alone. I always think that, like, being alone is the fucking key to life. And, like, if I could force myself to fall in love with being alone, then I won't have to worry about anything because if people don't like me, then I fucking like myself. It's kind of dark and fucked up, but that's just how it is. Um, and staying with Carter this whole 10 days, like, I fucking loved it. Like, we laughed together so much. There were so many little bits that we were making fun of and, like, experiences that I could share with him and, like, laugh about rather than like just laughing about it to myself, it was very comforting. So I was just thankful for that, you know, and I learned that. Now, day two, we recorded Don DePetta's episode, which I was a little bit nervous because it was my first time having a guest on the show, and it went fucking phenomenal. Like, thank you, Don, for being cooperative and understanding that I'm a beginner in this fucking podcasting game, and uh, I don't know, it was just really good. Um, Then I had... Who did I have on next? Then I had another guest on the show, which is John DeWalt, and he's a writer. And uh, like, okay, John was fucking great on the show. And he's such a great guy and he's very nice. And he was very like cooperative with me. And uh, I just didn't do my fucking part. And recording his episode, I was very stressed out that day. I don't really remember why. I think I was very nervous to have a lot of guests on the show. And, um, like one of the guys canceled and one guy couldn't come through and there was the fucking fire going on in LA. So like people were just hectic as fuck. Uh, and I was just very nervous, you know, and I had him on the show and we recorded a podcast episode and like, I messed up so many fucking things. 
uh, <laughs> he's like a writer for shows that are on NBC. And I kept saying ABC. And we were talking about Undateable. And I said like the wrong fucking actress in the show. And um, I don't know. We were making a, a reference to like Chris D'Elia, And I got the fucking name of the thing wrong. I just, it was a big fat fucking L on Angelo's part. And it was a point where I realized in my fucking brain that I was like, do I want to even do this? And I was going, this is what I was going through in my brain. I was like, do I want to do this? Um, am I like capable? Do I have what it takes to become a fucking talk show host? Like, is that where I'm, my mindset is? I'm very self-aware when it comes to like doing shit that I want to do or doing shit that I don't want to do and realizing if I'm good at something or realizing if I'm bad at something, you know? So I was like freaking the fuck out. And even though we recorded a full episode, it was very clear that like I was uncomfortable because I was more so embarrassed that like the second person I had on, I couldn't even figure it the fuck out, you know? Um, so I had to like take a day and just fucking like Carter even knows. I wish I could ask Carter on this episode right now, but I like didn't really talk that whole the whole next day and we went to the beach and I laid down and I just fucking relaxed and I needed to like clear my mind and during this time I was thinking about you know why did I start doing podcasting and like what do I want out of this and what do I see for myself and what things could I have changed in John's episode and I think I caught this very fast which I'm very thankful for and regardless of John's episode going good or bad it's like the fact that it went bad made me realize a fuckload, which was, it's my show, it's my podcast, so anybody can ask, you know, where are you from, how is it recording this, what is it like being a writer, it's like, that doesn't make it a kicks and giggles episode, that makes it a fucking interview, and that's not what this fucking show is, the point of this show is to have fun, and there's no filters, and we talk about sex, and we talk about fucking whatever's going on in my fucked up brain and we talk about business and we talk about young people and fucking just whatever you know it's like there's no there's no theme besides like let's just have some fucking fun and mess around and then of course there's parts like this where I get motivational but it helped me realize very very fucking fast that like what I want to do isn't to be an interviewer I don't want to sit here and ask people questions because you don't if you look up interviews online, you don't remember who was asking the question. You remember who was fucking answering them, which is usually a, a celebrity or something. When you go to Jimmy Kimmel's fucking TV show, you see that he has his own monologue and he does his own bits. And then he has guests on the show and they'll play a fucking game together. They'll do that like what is it like the fucking singing impressions show or whatever the fuck they'll go on the streets and they'll ask people questions. It's like, he makes it very his own show. When you have Ellen on the show, they do these fucking games and they do the pie game, wherever, whatever the fuck they do all these games. And it's very fun. And Ellen makes it her show and Jimmy makes it his show and all that. So I made it like, I was thinking like, I need to make this my fucking show. I need to ask these guys questions that I give a fuck about that my listeners also care about. So when I recorded Pootie's podcast, you can, it's like if I would have posted the John DeWalt episode, you would have seen like a very uncomfortable Angelo Blando that doesn't fucking know what he's doing. And then right after that, you, sh you would see Pootie's episode where it's like, we're talking about sex, we're talking about girls in LA, we're talking about YouTubers, and it's very like fun energy, and I felt at home, you know what I mean? I felt like this is the shit that I want to do, 
and even with J.D. Witherspoon's uh, episode, um, it was very much, it was like the same. I was very interested in what he was doing. And even though it wasn't as sexual and fucking out there, it was very like me. I was very into the episode. I was interested in talking about gaming and talking about all the things that he's fucking done. Being a YouTuber, I always ask YouTubers good questions because that's fucking part of what I want to do in my life. So the point is, um, like what you could learn here for you guys is that when you're doing something and you just feel like, like, for example, my brother draws a lot and he's actually an animator for a lot of comedians and a lot of actors out there. Fucking at Toonbug, go look him up on Instagram. But he sits in a room all day and he animates. And a lot of the times he's fucking very stressed out because you're sitting in a room all day and he works from home, which is great. But like, you're not interacting with people. You're not really getting any like second opinions. You're not laughing a lot. You're not, so it's very like trapped environment. And he gets frustrated and it's like, I fucking don't know if I want to draw anymore. And you get to that point. But the answer is like, remember why you started doing it. And I hate to be like, yo, fucking remember what brought you here. I'm not trying to be like a cringy fucking Instagram ad, whatever. But it's very true. Remember what brought you there and take yourself back. I told my brother, I was like, you draw and you animate and you make cartoons for people for like, especially younger kids to see and bring them joy to their fucking life. So a big part of my brother animating, maybe I don't have to say all this, but um, he went through a lot as a kid. And whether it was good or bad, sometimes his exit, his way of getting away from stress was to go home and draw. And I reminded him like, that's a big part of what you're fucking doing. So don't forget about like the fact that you want to bring joy to little kids and you want to change people's fucking mindset for a day and bring them out of their fucking pain in their life and make them laugh at a cartoon. And I think that should really, if it didn't, it should really fucking hit home. For any of you guys out there, when you're working a job or doing something that you're passionate about, it's hard to stay focused because you're not, especially in my fucking case, I'm not like getting paid $100,000 a year yet. This isn't a career. I'm doing this uh, non-profitly or whatever the fuck. It's like, I don't know if that's a word, but... I'm doing this and I'm not getting fucking paid. So all my time is going into this. So if this doesn't fucking work out for me, I'm fucked because I'm not good at school, especially me. I don't have a fucking degree. I don't really have any other skills besides like, I guess salesman is my skill, but like comedy and this is the only shot that I'm ever going to have at being a comedian or having my own talk show. So it's like, if I fuck this up, that part of my brain that wants to f like pursue this passion is fucked. Um, so always remember like why you started and don't be afraid to take a fucking break. When I recorded these guest episodes, I loved them and I had a lot of fun. Uh, but I also realized a lot about doing this show on my own and how serious I want to be with this and, uh, how important it is to be my fucking self when I have people on the show and not turn into a fucking robotic fucking, what is your favorite color? How was it when you were a YouTuber? I, you know what I mean? Fuck all that. I got to give it my two cents. The Angelo-ness of the show is being fucking out there and being weird. So that's that. And I hope you fucking learned something from that. And I definitely did. Um, also moving forward, uh, in LA, there was so many fucking bizarre, like there was moments in LA where I thought, am I literally like, did I take acid on accident or am I, did I get drugged? What the fuck is going on? 
Um, if you guys saw my YouTube videos, I really, <laughs> we made a lot of, we had a lot of, I, I did like a cooking video that was super fun. And uh, I was so fucking tired and just exhausted. And I was just having a lot of fun being very goofy. And um, some of the, when I said, what the fuck is going on? I held my head. That's how I felt in LA. We went to In-N-Out and I swear to fucking Jesus Christ that there was someone that was dressed up in a in and out like uniform and they brought us our fucking burgers. Two seconds later, the same fucking person walks in the back, comes back out and is in a cop costume. And it's like, he's a cop. And we we're like, what the fuck? And like, I did, it wasn't only me. My friend saw it too. We were like, wasn't that guy just working here? Then, um, I don't even know, dude. Like we're walking outside and we see this guy and he's like on a bike and he's just screaming to himself and he's just talking to himself, which is probably a drug related thing that I'm not making fun of, but it's very odd. Um, and then he looks at his hand and he looks like up like this and he goes, ring, yes. And then he looks at us and he goes, ring. And I was like, yeah, okay, let's take an Uber now. And I was fucking petrified. And a lot of the times, like we're walking, we were at, a, what's it called, Ventura Beach or something like that? I don't know, some beach, wherever the Muscle Beach is, that one. Venice Beach, I think is what it's called. We're at Venice Beach and, you know, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, very normal. Once it hits like 5.30, I swear to God, LA fucking changes, man. It goes from like stoners and fucking just people skateboarding and people balancing on fucking beams that like doing backflips and shit. You see a lot of creative people and a lot of fun, just chill, mellow, like just different people. And then at like 5.30, man, the fucking weirdos come out. People start coming up to you, asking you questions. We saw a guy that was like, he was like, I don't even, here's the fucking, here's what happened. There's a guy that's like wearing very baggy pants, like selling shit on the side of Ventura or Venice Beach. You know, there's that big like boardwalk thing. He's like selling his fucking paintings or whatever. And then this woman is like sitting with him and crying. And he's like, you're not going to fucking cry. You're going to get up and you're going to fucking kick ass and you're going to take this and you're going to put this in your fucking vault. And I, me and Carter are watching this. And we're just like, what the fuck is going on? And then she's crying and he's hugging her. He's like, you're going to get up there and you're going to fucking do this. We had no clue what the fuck was going on. And then she gets up on this fucking like little scooter and goes away. And then he's sitting there staring at us. And we're looking at him like, dude, we don't fucking know what just happened. I don't, it's just, I was just, I had to take a pause. And then, you know, you walk around. Venice Beach and there's people that are fucking tanning with their clothes on. We saw a lot of people like, and, and this is, this was not homeless people. So when you think, oh, you're just being an asshole. That's like a, that's a thing out there. No, I'm not. There was girls there that were fully fucking dressed in leggings and like a Lululemon zip up that were laying down tanning. Kind of fucking odd. I thought it was on drugs because why are people tanning when they have full clothes on? Um, then, you know, we were just, I don't know, man, we got an Uber and this woman had hair like that was over the back of her seat. It was just fucking wild hair. And she talked in a very like, hi, how are you guys doing today? <laughs> like very like little kiddish, but like creepy cartoon like shit. She almost looked like she was dressed up in like some cosplay shit. 
And um, she was telling us just fucking weird stories about like how fucking weird Santa Monica Beach is and what you're going to find there. And I don't know, man. It's just, it made me really think like, do I even want to fucking live here? It's so bizarre. And the other thing is, um, wait, there was one more thing weird that happened that I wanted to tell you guys about. Um, Oh, this one guy was like a stoner that he, we get in his car and he's like, yo, it's fucking good, bro. Like, yo, I'm Darren. And we're like, what's up, man? And he's like, not much, bro. It's fucking traffic sucks, dude. So we're sitting in his car and as, as we're going along, I asked him, I was like, hey, man, can you charge my vape up there? My, I, I bought a jewel out there because I was fiending. Um, and he like plugs it in. And he's like, what kind of nick is that, dude? Ha, ha, ha. And I was like, okay, it's 50 Nick and it's fucking creme brulee flavored. So he hits it and he was like, bro, do you guys smoke? And we were like, no. And then he just starts telling us like, dude, the fucking THC out here is mad dope, dude. You got to fucking try LA shrooms, dude. I have some in my trunk if you want them. He was literally fucking offering us like shrooms and weed. And I was like, no, you know, I'm good on that. And then I kept talking to him, though, because I was interested. And it was like the part of my brain that wants to learn about weird shit. So I start asking him about like DMTs and like, have you ever done fucking cocaine? And what is it like being on acid versus shrooms? And he was telling us like very detailed stories about like how he was on acid and like One of his buddies, I don't know, fucking was going insane and he had to like call the police and he went home in a fucking ambulance and they found out that his shit got laced with PCP. And I was thinking like, what if I was an undercover cop? I could literally have just found out everything you've done in the past three months. I found out that he grows like 20 fucking plants in his basement and he was telling us the UV lights that you have to grow your weed with. And it just really made me think like, is this a place where I want to live in? You know, I'm very comfortable with Chicago, um, and I usually hate Chicago compared to these places, but being in LA, the more and more that I go there, the more I realize, like, it's fucked up, and it's really fucked up. (laughs) Just, and and that's, like, the the, the obviously fucked up parts. The other thing is, um, my buddy went to... We're on Tinder. By the way, I have zero Tinder. I had zero Tinder likes and zero Bumble matches the whole fucking 10 days I was out there. I don't know what it is. I'm kind of losing confidence. That's why I painted my nails. No, it's not why. It's a part of the reason why I painted my nails is because I've kind of given up on my fucking appearance. Um, I think I peaked in high school and now girls just aren't fucking feeling me anymore. So just I'm just going to go all out and start wearing weird fucking turtlenecks and painting my nails and just trying everything. Maybe I'll dye my hair fucking orange. Um, I'll just become a SoundCloud rapper. Um, no, but it made me... Oh, okay. What I was talking about is when I was having these matches on Tinder, no, or when I was having no matches on Tinder, um, it really made me think, you know, this is a fucking big confidence fucking killer. And meanwhile, my friend's matching with 20 chicks every fucking day. And now he shows me this like beautiful, fucking stunning woman that is like messaging him back. And she's like 32. And you guys know I'm into older women. So she's messaging him like she's a stewardess at a fucking, I think she was actually the stewardess of one of the like planes that we were on or some shit. I don't know. He was telling me some crazy connection that they had. So fast forward to the night that they're supposed to meet up and she's like, yeah, I'm in Englewood. 
I think that's what it's called, Inglewood. I think it's I-N-G because Chicago is E-N. I don't know. She's like, yeah, I'm in Inglewood. And we look up like – because I'm very safe when it comes to meeting people and like – even because I'm used to it when it comes to shoe deals. It's like I want to make sure we're at a Starbucks, we're at a public place or whatever. This woman is begging – like straight up begging him to come over. Like she hasn't gotten fucked in 3,000 years. Um, she's like begging him to come over at 2 a.m. And she's very pretty, like a nine and a half, like, which is already sketchy. We've talked about how nines and tens are sketchy. Um, she's almost too pretty, um, to like, it's like Carter's a good looking guy, but it's like, you know, it doesn't, that doesn't happen for guys like us. We don't get tens or nines. Um, but she starts to invite, or she starts to invite him over to her house in uh, Englewood, and now we look up. He asks her like, "What's the exact address?" She sends it to him. We look up the streets, and it's like one in thirteen people on this street become an, or are a victim of burglary or like fucking battery assault. And we're looking up like the neighborhoods, and it says like this exact little like division that she's in is like one of the top fifteen worst fucking murder rates in California. So that was great. And then she got like oddly mad when he said like I don't know if I could come tonight. She was like, "Well, you promised me, and you said you were gonna come." And it was just fucking total sketchiness. And I was like, "Dude, you're gonna probably get fucking like you might get fucked." But while you're fucking her, there's probably going to be like a group of guys that come in and just steal your fucking pants and they steal your wallet and then you get gang fucking banged or something along those lines. Um, So I was just, you know, don't go. Just forget it. Let's just not fuck anyone for these 10 days. And that's about it. And I really wanted to. It would have been fun. I was kind of hoping to maybe like double team a girl with, with my buddy. Um, I've never done that, but I know that a lot of people have. I also think it's fucking weird because it's like, if we're both fucking a girl, what is, what are we doing? Are we like talking? Like if we're, I don't know. There's that like Eiffel Tower position, right? Where it's like, this is me and this is my friend. And she is like this. (laughs) She's like, I'm doing this for the video fucking guys out there and girls. Um, she's bent over, so I'm fucking her from behind and she's blowing my friend at the same time. But here, here are our heads, are the tips of my fingers. What are we doing? Like, hey, what's up, man? Not much. Are we talking? Are we fucking like shaking up and like watching? I honestly feel like if I was doing that, I would pull up like a Fortnite fucking challenge videos and just watch them with them. I don't know. Or we look each other in the eyes or obviously we fucking make out. But I'm not into that, so I don't want to do that. So I don't know. Um, anyways, I don't, have you, do you think? No, it's probably not worth it. I think I'm never gonna do that. I I've had a threesome before with two girls, and that was very fun. But two guys and a girl, it just it's fucking weird. And then like, what if he's smaller than I am? Then I have to feel bad and be like, dude, it's you're okay, man. I don't know. And then what if he's bigger than I am? Then I feel like the fucking stroke job. And then I'm like, great. She's not going to like me anymore. And then I cry while he gets to have sex in front of me. I don't know. Anyways, um, the point of this episode wasn't to be fucking weird. It was supposed to be about, you know, motivational. And I hope you guys really understood the some of the shit that I said in the beginning about, you know, remembering why you start things. But 
Um, it's, you know, traveling is a good, there's a good part about traveling regardless. And even though sometimes when I go on these trips, I take L's and, you know, a deal doesn't go through or a guy can't meet up because he's busy traveling in general for your fucking, I feel like it's so good for your fucking brain because me, myself, even though I work at Buckle, um, which is a retailer that I fucking love. Even though I work at Buckle and I work a mall job and it's like retail and it's very normal, uh, a lot of my time I spend is alone in my room. And it's usually, you know, trying to like fill fucking orders and text customers and shit. Or it's me sitting in my room playing fucking Fortnite or NHL and just chilling out. Um, a lot of the things that are, it's, it's not about where you are, I don't think. It's like, yes, being in my room does affect it. And if, it was, if I was in my room every single day, I'd feel a lot more trapped. But it's more of the fact that there's no instant like gratification or money or like, I don't know. It's like when you're trying to pursue something like pursuing your dreams, one of the hardest parts is that you're, aren't, you're not there yet, like period. And you're not going to fucking be there for probably some time unless like you get lucky and you're just on some fucking Billie Eilish like overnight sensation or Justin Bieber type of, you know what I mean? Like make it when you're 17. I'm not fucking like that. And I think that um, there's not a lot of 19 year old. There's fucking none. There's no 19, 20, 21 year old talk show hosts. I think um, Pete Davidson and like who's the fucking other guy, like Seth Meyers, like some of those guys that are on SNL and like have their own shows and even Trevor Noah, he's younger, but they're no fucking where, nowhere near as young as I am. So I have a lot of room and a lot of people in the industry don't make it until they're fucking 35 or 40. Um, so, you know, it's, it's like a lot of biting your tongue and being patient and just fucking waiting. And like, you're not there yet. You didn't get this fucking deal. This thing goes wrong. There's a lot of negative things. But you just got to keep your fucking head straight. Stay focused on what you're doing. Don't let the numbers and don't let anything affect you. Even though, for me, it fucking does sometimes. And I'm a human being and I have to admit that. But, yeah, I don't know where I'm going with this. This is more of me trying to fucking be a guru of some sort. So I'm going to shut the fuck up now and get into the sneaker part of the podcast. Actually, wait, wait. I want to say thank you all because it is Thanksgiving time of the fucking year. I want to say thank you all. I just hit 156 ratings and I know I just said that numbers don't matter and now I'm talking about numbers. Uh, But sometimes they do fucking matter. Uh, (laughs) I want to say thank you regardless, even if I had one listener. Thank you individually, each and every single one of you guys for listening to the show. I really fucking appreciate it. I'm doing beyond what I expected. My short-term goals were like 50 ratings and 100 listeners for my first six months. And I've passed that by so fucking much. And I wouldn't have been able to do it, obviously, without you guys. So I really, from the genuine fucking bottom of my heart, I'm looking you in the eyes right now. If you're watching this or if you're listening to this, thank you. I very fucking much appreciate you. And hopefully when I make it, I'll buy you fucking Oreo Cakesters or something or shoes. Well, Oreo Cakesters are a lot fucking cheaper. So I'll probably send those out to you guys. Um... Now, let's get into the sneaker part. Now, you see that I have these two shoes right here. I have the Rookie of the Year Retro Ones, and I want to give you guys a good visual of these really quick because in the beginning, I told you guys I love these. Also, side note, a lot of my predictions from the past like five episodes were so fucking off. 
Um, I think I predicted that the Move Yeezy 700s were going to go for like 700. They're literally going for under retail. So fucking fat L on that one. I also predicted that, I don't know, there were some other ones that I just totally fucked up. But that's why they're predictions and they're not facts. Anyways, look at this work of the year, man. I don't know if you could, you could definitely get the quality out of this because I have a good light. So you got some shortcut buttery ass suede right here. And it is a little cheap. It feels a little cheap. I'll admit that. Everyone's really hyping these up. The suede is definitely cheaper suede. But with that being said, the fucking tumbled leather here, you guys know I'm not a big tumbled leather guy. Uh, this tumbled leather is fucking phenomenal quality. I don't know if you could see that. But it's just, it's harder tumbled leather. It's not super soft and it's very thick. It's not some bullshit fucking like bread toe quality I thought was garbage. Or, or no, actually pine green quality I thought were fucking trash. Um, these are not. And one of my buddies actually, Michael Pearlmaster is his nickname. If you're listening to this, shout out to you, bro, because you've put a side-by-side -side of the Rookie of the Years and the Shatter Backboards and he shows that these are actually a lot better quality um, especially when it comes to like creasing of the toe and the durability, they're, they're just fucking great. And I'm not getting paid by Jordan, but I fucking wish I was. Um, they also got the little story here that we don't fucking need. And, uh, some like fun facts about Michael Jordan, which you could, could have skipped all that, but I do like it. It kind of gives you some Virgil Abloh-esque type of fucking vibes on the shoe. And then you got that red Nike air tab, uh, right on the fucking tongue and, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just think they killed it with these. Also, these are a size, what are these, a 10 or 11? I don't know. These are a size 10. Um, if you guys need any sizes, I fucking got you, which reminds me I actually have to fill an order of a fucking size 11 for a guy that means a lot to the world, so I should probably fucking text him back. Um, those are great. I would say definitely stock those. If you guys are listening right now and you didn't see my little review right there, the Rookie of the Year ones right now are at like 225 bucks. Definitely stock them. And if you could get your hands on a 7.5, an 8, an 8.5, or a 7, um, or even like anything 7 through 9, if you could get your hands on those for like 250 bucks, that's a shoe that in the next year, I predict will be like four or 500 bucks. I think those are gonna skyrocket. People are gonna realize the fucking quality on those. And Chinese buyers are gonna love, even though they're not a big, Chinese buyers don't really like the brown and black colorways from what I know, um, but they love quality and they're gonna fucking need that quality of a retro one in order to duplicate fake fucking shoes probably. So um, that's that. Now I wanna talk about sne uh, sneakers of the year. And this shoe right here, the Nike React Sale, these won as number one shoe of the year on a majority of the sneaker websites. And I fucking kind of agree. You guys know that I didn't like these in the beginning. I thought that they were fucking ugly. I thought that this material right here was going to be like the Zoom Flies, which to this day, I still fucking hate Zoom Flies. But these are just, I don't know, man. They grew on me so much. Look at that cork insole, by the way. You don't, you don't get cork insoles with Jordan. You only get that with a fucking Nike React or I think a LeBron. But um, I don't know. I thought these were great. Another, The other shoes that were on there was I think the Wave Runners were number three. My top three would be, um, I think I'd put the, I think I'd put the Wave Runners number one. I think I'd put these as number two. And honestly, I think I'd put the Rookie of the Years as number three. I'm trying to think of what the fuck else there was. 
The Union ones are cool. I'll talk about those in a second. Um, I know a lot of people had the Sean Witherspoons as number one. And fuck no. How are you going to put the Witherspoons? Okay, I understand that the collab is dope, right? You got Sean Witherspoon and Nike on a collab. They made a colorful ass fucking corduroy shoe. If you can't see it, I might put it up here and I might not because I don't really fucking know how to do that yet. But you guys know what I'm talking about. Look up Sean Witherspoon Air Max 97. They're great, but to me, when it comes to rating a shoe that like the number one shoe of the year, you're catering to everybody. Could my dad or could my mom or could my fucking little brother, if I had one, could they wear this shoe? You know, is this a shoe for everybody? That's what I think about. And for these, I think, yeah, I think women could wear these. Definitely. Men could wear these that are ages fucking 15 or 55. My dad would easily rock these with some Jordan sweatpants and they would look dope. Um, these as well. I actually think these look more like a women's shoe than they do for men. Um, women also wear fucking cute socks that are like striped and shit. And you could wear those with these and you're going to be able to see them. So you could show that off. This is a very unisex shoe. Um, as well as the wave runners, Kim Kardashian, Khloe Kardashian, all of those fucking great examples of people in the world. They wore those and they promoted them as a woman's shoe, but they're really for men. But not fucking today. They're for everyone. So when I think of best shoe of the year, I don't think of like quality and fucking who collabed and who did what. Like you got to think about who's going to be able to wear them. Is it a shoe for everybody? You know, and uh, the Witherspoons didn't fucking do that. Also, the Witherspoons look like fucking trash when they're worn. Um, whereas like the Wave Runners, when you wear them out, I don't feel like they look that bad. My voice is dry as fuck right now. Uh, so I could probably drink some water, right? And I just can't show the label of this. Anyways, they, yeah, my point is, I get fucking summoned up, Ange. What are you trying to say? I'm trying to say, if the shoe can't be worn from everybody, it shouldn't win Sneaker of the Year. The Corduroy fucking Sean Witherspoons are very selective, and they're hard to match with, and there's a lot of downsides. So no, those don't win the shoe of the year. They're fucking dope, and Sean Witherspoon, I admire you, but not that fucking much. Um, now, the Union LA Retro Ones, these are super dope. Uh, I'm kind of. Okay, kind of. I think the market is fucked on them. Right now, the black toes are going for like 700 bucks, and the storm blues are going for like, I don't even know, a thousand, like anywhere from a thousand or from like 900 to 1,400, depending on the size. Obviously, small sizes are going for more, but they're dope. But like, who fucking, I don't know, man. Maybe I should put a picture up. I wish I could do that. Here's what it is. If I can't put a picture up, it's a retro one like this. The top half is black and red, and it looks like a bread one. And then the bottom half is a black or is a storm blue. I have the storm blues. I own them personally. If I wear jeans over them, you're not going to see the top half of the shoe. So it's just going to look like if people see me with them on, they're not going to be like, holy shit, those are the UNC or the unions. They're going to be like, oh, he's wearing storm blues. Until you get up close and you see the quality... You don't really know that it's a collab and there's that fucking super dope like cut off top. At the same time, uh, if I wear shorts with them, they're super dope. I don't know. They're okay. Do I think they're worth that fucking much money? No. Did I spend a lot of money to get my hands on them? Yes. So I don't like, what am I saying? You know, uh, I don't know. 
buy them if you want. That's kind. That's kind of it. I don't know. I I'm I'm lost. I, I don't give a fuck about them really. But I did buy a pair. I got my hands on a pair for five hundred bucks, and I got a hand my hands on a storm blue pair for like I don't know seven hundred dollars or something like that. So it's under market, and I'm thankful that I'm gonna get my hands on them and get to take some pictures and shit. But will I be wearing them? Probably fucking not. Um, and because I who the fuck am I to wear eight hundred dollars shoes? You know. But that's about it for today's episode. I really don't know what's going on back here yet. If you could see some of the wall, I'm sorry. Um, I got a candle there. Shout out to the fucking Hangover Hangover Candle Company. Always got you in the back there, buddy. Also, if you're watching this, I fucking cracked this one. So I can't really put this one on display unless it's this way. But I cracked this one. So hopefully, maybe you'll send me another one. If I hear, I'll make it a deal. I'm going to buy, I'll buy some of these and I'll give them out as some fucking gifts. And then maybe you could send me one more if that's cool with you. If not, then I'll buy it. But I don't know what happened. I dropped it and it cracked. Anyways, uh, thank you guys for listening. I love you all. And send some more questions because I'm fucking really low. Uh, have a great day and enjoy a, uh, enjoy a great a great time.